The Mind Aware, 419. Well, it starts with you feeling good. So excited to have 15 to 30 minutes of just pure fun right now. This is going to be good. Yay! I love that. <laughs> Oh, that sounds nice. I'd like that. I'll just mm. get that for myself right now. Be perfect every minute of every day. Never have another drop of sugar. Because I think if you say that to people, everybody's going to freak out. Hi, Dana. It's great to see you. I mean, not see you, but see <laughs> with you today. What I found to be the secret. <laughs> Who doesn't want to be great? I love it. You know, when you're clear, what you choose to show up in your life will, and only to the extent that you're clear. That's the amazing capacity of the human mind. Hello, hello, Dana Wild here, and welcome, welcome to the show. I could not be more thrilled to be here with Anna Sui. She is the founder of the Intuitive Business School, and I'll tell you why. I met Anna when I was on her summit, and I did a little investigation. You know, I started kind of checking her out on Facebook and looking around as we do, and so this is like tip number one of the show. Make sure your online presence is like in integrity with who you are, right? Because I immediately was like, oh, my God, who is this person? I want to meet her. And you will see. Now, I don't want to build it up, you know, and I'm really putting you on the spot here because I'm like, she's so awesome. You're going to just love her. And I'll be really cool, Anna, because here we go. (laughs) But I'll tell you what, what really caught my eye is that she's got an authenticity about her and a realness about her that really speaks to her generation and what we're seeing more and more. At the time we had a meeting, I talked with her and I said, I think you're really the face of the millennials and the the people that we're seeing coming into our world who are of that generation because you're grappling with a lot of different things than previous generations. You've got technology, you've got the social world, you've got the pull between quote-unquote reality and being online and who you are in all of that because we're more upfront and up close than ever before. And so whether you're a millennial or whether you're the parent of a millennial or whether you're somebody who just wants to know how to cope in these crazy times and manage your energy, you are going to love Anna. So please help me welcome to the show, Anna Swee. Woo! The crowd Yay. goes wild. <laughs> With jazz hands. Thank you for having me, Dina. Oh, it's so good to have you here. And I'm so excited to talk about this particular subject because I think it's so important right now. Now, we talk about these crazy times, and it can mean a lot of different things. And I kind of alluded to it a little bit in the opening. But why do you think now in particular we have a lot more we're managing? Yeah, so we have this kind of like global interruption. And so technology and just like the marketplace, right, it brings us to like really examine reality. So there's chaos that's going in reality. There's a lot of social discord. There's also a lot of marketing that's like, oh, you know, we need these things to be happy. And we need our government to be stable, to be happy. And there's all this chaos going on. And what happens is it actually, like, for a lot of people who are actually very sensitive, we become more emotionally heightened, but also 
our emotional vocabulary and emotional connection is more like it's more fractured. And so we have all this noise going on that's distracting us, pulling us to the outside, the external. But then internally, we're not connected either. So we're basically setting ourselves up. A lot of people have just kind of like been built to really become like anxious and depressed and actually alienate themselves from like true human relationships. So that's what I see a lot with even myself and, you know, people in my world. And that's what I see actually going on all the time, causing even more chaos in the world. Boy, I have so much I want to say about this because you hit so many different topics and avenues that we could go down because this is a conversation I have personally with people a lot about the ability to have intimacy and to have intimate conversations and engaging conversations rather than superficial conversations, really connect with people. And you used a term that I think I would like to delve into a little bit before we get started. And the term you said was emotional vocabulary. And so what do you mean by that when you say like we're not really... Are we not equipped with an emotional vocabulary? And what is that? That's, yeah, absolutely. So emotional vocabulary, we have so many different parts of us. We're a really complex being composed of different parts and different feelings and different ages of us and different experiences and different levels of us that experience trauma. So we actually have a lot of voices going on. And we have, like, our mental thoughts. And then we have, like, actually our feelings, our intuition, like those voices, if you will. So it's like this, like, symphony of lots of different thoughts and feelings. And a lot of times we're not tuned into that. We're barely even tuned into our thoughts and we use our brains so much all the time. And as you know, like, you have this kind of, like, thought board behind you, right? Like, all these little, like, thoughts that we think all the time, 60 or 80,000 thoughts, they all have energy signatures, and a lot of them have emotions attached to it. So we have all this, like, stuff going on, and most of us can't even begin to identify it or to express it. And because it's so, it can be overwhelming, we actually begin to, like, disassociate, right? And we begin to be like, oh, I don't want to feel, I don't want to, I don't want to know. You know, I'm just going to go have a glass of wine. Yeah, it's easier, right? I want to feel better. So I'm going to go have a glass of wine, right? You know, Anna, I have to tell you, and we're seeing the comments coming in in that are already saying the same thing. You have a really great way of using terms that are new and fresh and make it easy to understand things. And they're really clear. So I want to go back to what you said about thought and the emotional signature that each of those thoughts, because we do, we have so many thoughts and we have so many unprocessed thoughts and emotions every day. And so let's talk a little bit about that emotional signature. I think maybe what you're saying, and tell me if I'm anywhere on track here, is that when we don't get time to process things as we go about our day or when we don't have the tools or mechanisms to process all of this white noise that's behind us and coming at us all day, then we tend to store it and trap it and we don't know how to release it. And so we go for that glass of wine or we go for something else rather than authentically just letting it flow or or moving it, moving that energy. So is that trapped energy? Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. That and that's beautifully said, Dana, of course. That trapped energy as it becomes our point of attraction and sometimes we're not even aware of it, right? So we're like, why am I attracting the same relationship over and over again? I'm a very positive person, but why am I attracting these people who are very negative? It's because we have a lot of trapped emotional negativity that we haven't looked at. And that actually begins to unconsciously run our lives and run our business. So especially for entrepreneurs, we might be like very like positive and very successful and whatever, but if we're not looking at the shadow aspect of that, right behind the light, the shadow stuff, that's what comes through, whether we want it to or not, in our marketing, in our conversations, right, with people. It's just there. 
Yeah, I like you call it the shadow. I know I tend to think of it almost like uh, I used the analogy the other day that there was a hum in my room. It was like an electrical hum in this studio and I couldn't figure out what it was. And then I realized later when the air conditioning went off that it was the air conditioning in the background. And it's almost like sometimes negativity becomes like a, a hum in the background of our day, like this vibrational hum that keeps going. And, and so what I'm wondering is, what do you do to get rid of it? Like, how do you get rid of that hum and how do you live more clear and more authentically? I love when you said that hum because it's almost like this present numbness and it just makes you a little bit more contracted, right? And it makes people around you kind of like maybe not invite you to all the parties, right? Or like invite you to the parties and it's like, okay, I got to brace myself. And so like the a way to really look at that is I think the first thing is to really have a desire to know yourself because we can't really love ourselves until we know ourselves and we can't love our businesses truly or our partners or until we really truly commit to knowing ourselves and then we can love that. And I think that commitment to wanting to like get to know me, that is the driver behind being able to kind of go through all those difficult emotions and, you know, maybe hire a therapist or do tapping or, you know, just like binge watch Dana Wilde, right? Like you need to have that. (laughs) You need to have that first commitment to yourself, I think. You know what? I don't think I've heard anybody ever say that. I mean, I've probably done a thousand interviews and it's such a a tenement of my life. Is that the right word? Maybe not. But, you know, I'm going to go with it anyway. It's like one of my core philosophies is knowing myself or being self-aware or wanting to or having a curiosity. And I always kind of thought it was like how some people have the propensity for art or some people have the propensity to be musicians. And I feel like there's a pool of us, the kind of people that follow you and the kind of people that follow this show there's a pool of us that we want to be self-aware and we want to know ourselves and so when you say no do you mean know and accept ourselves yeah no accept without judgment and love because a lot of the spiritual people i know like we have a desire to know ourselves but sometimes it actually gets a little bit too real and a little bit too scary and so we just kind of say i'm just going to buy a bunch of crystals instead crystals i'm just going to buy a bunch of crystals instead you know i'm just going to do this instead and that's okay right because as long as you're still committed to doing that and knowing yourself and accepting yourself and therefore maybe really loving yourself versus like kicking ourselves which is what I think a lot of us do, then you're just on that long-term path of self-awareness and hopefully self-love. It cracks me up because I had a bad day, uh, was about a month ago, and the first thing I did was I went out and bought myself a bunch of crystals. (laughs) That's my glass of wine. Like, okay, I'm not dealing with all this bad stuff. I'm just going to go shopping. I'm not even a shopper, which is funny. Like, I'm a minimalist. But you're right. Sometimes we do go for that quick fix. And I think what you're suggesting is the the better long-term fix, the, the path to authenticity and the path to engagement and connecting is has to do with self-acceptance, self-love. And I'm thinking, is that an extension then? And maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, but it feels to me like if you love and accept yourself, then it becomes easier to do it with others, right? Yes. You know, that's so if we only had more of that, our world would be a different place. But if we actually look at the inner turmoil, um, I was just talking to someone today and she's a coach and we were talking about how like she wants to grow. But every time she grows, she's scared because she knows she's going to judge herself. She knows she's going to compare herself to other people. And so she knows she's going to be more and more insecure. And so like if we 
if we have that beating up ourselves, our businesses suffer, our relationships obviously suffer, right? Because we're not actually like fully unfolding the light of love and magnetism that we are. And so like when we're able to do that, it just like, it just leaks onto everything. And then out of nowhere, people will just say, Hey, you have this glow about you. Are you pregnant? Right? Out of nowhere, they'll just say, I found you. I don't know how I found you, but I found you because like that's always more magnetic than unfortunately a lot of the kind of negative stuff, like the hate and all that stuff that's kind of being like spread. Well, I'm thinking about this thing you're talking about, about growing and becoming bigger and competition and comparison and all of that. And I wonder how much of that does just stem from we aren't really fully appreciating how awesome we are and we aren't making that our number one stop and priority. It feels to me a little bit like conditioning. Like when I want to say to myself, you know, even just say like, oh, Dana, you're so awesome. I feel like, oh, God. I shouldn't say that, you know, is, you know, how do you break through that? How do you start really, really going like, no, I am awesome. And this is okay to feel that way. So I was just telling you, uh, me and my program manager, who's also an entrepreneur, we Dana Wild this yesterday. So we basically went through a fear that she had, which was, you know, my trips. She does these amazing trips to Sicily. They're not being filled. And I feel like a failure. I feel like I'm feeling my family. And then, you know, all of these negative things. And then, like, I love this, like, beautiful, just, like, it's almost like this beautiful soothing process where you're just like, you know what, my group's not full yet, but um, I know it takes a little bit of time, and I'm committed to that. And I'm committed to loving myself through the process because that's the whole fun of it anyway. I think what you teach, Gina, is, like, it's, like, this process of self-soothing, which I cannot say is, like, probably one of the most important foundations of whatever you want to build in your life. If you don't have this, you'll get more and more and it's just going to, it's going to heighten your unhappiness. It's going to heighten your self-destruction tendencies. Unless you know how to self-soothe, like that's, you're just going to like project all of this stuff onto other people. And you know, you don't, you don't need to do that. Self-soothing is just so beautiful and it's just soothing talking about it. Mm-hmm. Makes me feel good just hearing you say it. That was an unsolicited testimonial from Anna Sweet. Thank you so I really much. Like <laughs> so we really did it yesterday. I know that makes me so happy. Like you have no idea. Like it's such a feel good for me. And so I want to come back to one quick thing before we take a break. And I didn't want it to get lost in all the mucky muck of what we were talking about here because you brought up so many amazing nuggets that we could just we're going to have to absorb and maybe rewatch this interview or re-listen to this interview to take it all in. But one of them had to do with that we've got kind of the mind part of us and then we've got this emotional or intuitive part of us. So it's almost like the, the real us behind the voice or behind the noise. So it's like that inner self or that inner part of us that we know is there and is more quiet and more silent. And so do you have any comments about that part of us or how to be more engaged from that place? Yeah, I think that's really apt what you just pointed out, that even our emotions, like our our thoughts and our emotions, they're just going on. And the stillness is who we really are. It's the conductor of all of the, the energies. And the more that we can connect with that conductor, it actually tells us the next step, right? Our higher selves, our intuitive selves, it tells us the exact next step of what we need to do to be that leader that shows up in our lives powerfully, that creates whatever it is that we want to create in the way that we want to create it. So yeah, some people create millions of dollars, but are they living the life that they are they getting divorces, right? Like, are they really like getting a million dollars and like in a happy way that's like fulfilling to them? So our inner self always gives us the next thing that we need to do to kind of move along that path to like being a fulfilled and empowered leader. So 
anytime we can get quiet, anytime we can self-soothe, we become closer to that. Okay, get quiet, self-soothe, connecting with that inner self because the answers are there. They're there with that inner self. And I'm almost wondering if we haven't come full circle to what where we started in the interview where you were talking about really having a desire to know yourself, really having a desire to connect with that part of you. And I think even starting with that very first thing you said, that having the desire, desire will get you almost all the way there because it becomes a driving force in and of itself. And so any other things that you do to kind of know, is this my noisy mind or is this my quiet self? Like how do you tune in to your inner self? My way is I have a little bit of a delay. So, you know, sometimes they're like, what's the first answer that comes to you? My first answer is usually just like a blank or it's take a few moments with this. So some people get it. uh, Some people, their speed, their energetic speed is pretty fast so they can get it right away. Yes, no. And some people you need to take a little bit. So that's me. I know I need to kind of take a little bit of time and not make rash decisions. And so I always know to take a break. And then it always comes to me because my intention is there. I'm open to the answer. Ooh, ooh, so good. Open to the answer. And do you know, I cannot tell you how much I love that you just said, take a pause and take a second, because I think that is such a nice new message to everybody else who's almost in that panic state of, ooh, you have to act now, you have to act fast, because, you know, the universe likes speed. And if you don't go fast, you're not going to get there. And I think that that kind of keeps us frantic in a way. So I just want to take a deep breath and say, yes, go Anna. It's so good. We're having such a nice conversation here with Anna Sweet. We're going to take a quick pause. And while we're gone, if you want, you can go check her out at AnnaSui.com. That's A-N-N-A-T-S-U-I.com. Go check her out. But remember to come back because when we come back, we're going to get that meat and potatoes. Can I say that as a vegan? What can I say instead? We can get that plant-based meat and potatoes (laughs) right back on daily steps you can take. Like what kind of practices can you start to make a habit to connect more and what about that competition thing what can we do to shed more of that well we're going to check in with our facebook audience and for those of you that don't know we are here live every tuesday and thursday at 9 a.m pacific time find out more about it at danawild.com slash update get on the list to be notified i can't wait to come back with anna i know you like her as much as i do i'm going to be right back here in 120 seconds You know how Dana is always saying that feeling good is the most important thing you can do to build your business? Well, one way to feel good is to get a daily mantra sent to your email every day. You'll get new ideas for your own personal mantras, and these daily mantras will start your day with a positive jolt. To get your daily mantra, go to DanaWild.com slash mantra or text 44222 with the word mantras. That's mantras with an S on the end. That's text number 44222 with the word mantras. That's M-A-N-T-R-A-S. Or just go online to DanaWild.com slash mantra to get your daily mantra today. Start your day feeling good so you can take positive intentional action in your business. 
Hello, hello, and welcome back to the show. It's Dana Wild here, and I am talking to the most amazing Anna Sui. She is the founder of the Intuitive Business School. If you have an intuitive business or you'd like to start one or you don't know where to start, really connect with Anna. She speaks to a whole generation of millennials. She speaks to a whole niche of entrepreneurs who are in the intuitive space and how to cope with all of the different things you're coping with, not only personally, but then how do you make your mark in business in a safe way that feels good. So definitely check her out over at AnnaSui.com. That's A-N-N-A-T-S-U-I.com. And, of course, we'll include a link with the interview. You know, we had a great talk here with our studio audience on Facebook, and we were talking about fun mantras that apply to this. And Michelle... Where are you, Michelle? Had a really great one here. I got to tell everybody because I think it's one we can all use. I accept and love myself completely in this moment, and I'm open and excited about growing and changing. So you can write that one down, put that up, and remind yourself every day that that's just who we are and where we're going. You know, it kind of encompasses both. Anna, I love this conversation we're having, and one of the things we talked about before the break was the idea of comparison, because it does seem like sometimes being an entrepreneur, when you're out in the world, you're always going to see that person who is doing well or doing quote unquote better than you're doing. And, you know, there's that opportunity to be like, oh, man, I'm so terrible because I'm not there. Like, how do you deal with those feelings in the moment so that they don't get trapped and become an attractor factor? Yeah, so always be the 19-year-old who lives in Bali and runs a $2 million, you know, social media marketing business. There will always be that, and they're awesome. (laughs) Yeah, and I think what people don't realize is we compare ourselves all the time, and it stops us all the time. Anyone who's on social media, every time that you're doing it, you have to cap your social media. I run my business virtually now. I give up my office when I move from Boston. And when I'm on social media, it's specifically to support the people, follow the people that I love to follow, support them, you know, give my words of wisdom. People can find me on Facebook if you like. And then I'm shutting off. And that's made the biggest difference in my world with comparison because it becomes this like it sucks you in, you know, and before you know it, you're looking at all these like fancy photos and then you're like, why am I not in Bali? And I'm not 19 anymore. How is that going to work? And then it just takes us down this rabbit hole. But I would say capping social media has been one of the big lifesavers for me. I love that. That's a, it really, it's a good idea. And you can get these apps too. I've used a good app called Kill Newsfeed just mainly because, um, I'm the type of person who I can go on social media and then next minute I'm looking like, what's that chick from Facts of Life doing now? And I'm on YouTube and I'm like, okay, I'm going to not go down the rabbit hole where I'm suddenly like really curious about all the kids from, oh, you know, whatever show, Webster or something. Back to the task at hand. So comparison Cap your social media. Don't let yourself go down the rabbit hole. You've already given stuff about really feeling awesome and really feeling good and really feeling connected yourself and being your own self-soother. Do you have anything else that you do on a day-to-day basis that really helps to keep you centered? So I got this. I don't know if it's a mantra, Dana, but it's from one of my best friends who happens to be a chiropractor. And so anyone who's been to a chiropractor, you go to feel better, but you have to like endure sometimes a bit of pain. And so she's the one who told me, she's like, Anna, I love the pain because I know on the other end that there's like truth and there's goodness. And so like for me, I was like, that's so true. Like sometimes like 
the most uncomfortable conversations, the most kind of painful ones where I feel if I'm running my business, the areas where I'm most resistant to, I go there and I just get used to going there, right? I get used to going straight to the pain, straight to the resistance. And that saves me years of time because it just like opens up so much energy and it opens up so much growth that that's how like accelerating a business, you have to go into where you're resisting. And when you love it, when you get used to it, when you're like kind of me and my friend, my friend Mallory, who's a chiropractor, if you can go straight into the pain and love doing that, that's when you get major breakthroughs. And then you just kind of like elevate your existence continuously, go to your resistance. It's kind of like rather than resisting the pain, don't be afraid of the pain and trust that it's got a message for you. I catch that with myself sometimes if I'm talking to somebody and they're saying something that I feel really like, oh, they're so wrong, you know, like I can just feel that my emotion come up around it. I know that there's something there that I'm hanging on to that I need to let go of and that I need to let pass because otherwise what they said wouldn't bother me. So it bothers me for a reason. So it's almost like use those indications of pain and resistance as the indicators that they are that say like, look, if there's something here, there's a reason why you're feeling this way about this particular thing. You don't need to be afraid of it anymore. Something to that effect. Am I, I'm not saying it right, but I think you know what I'm trying no, to true. say. Yeah. Very- yes. And in sales conversations too, if it's like, I really need to tell this person right now that they're actually uh, sabotaging themselves, or I really need to like say something that you, that's what we need to go to is like the uncomfortable part. That's not polite for us to say, because that's like the, the, the power of truth and the beauty of truth. And that's, that's the enrolling energy is when you can really get so comfortable in the discomfort, people respect you for that. And they know they need that in their lives. And that's why they're going to hire you. We have a thing here where we say state your fear first. And really, I think we're kind of talking about the same thing, but on, in a different way and in different spectrums. And that for me feels like be so aware of where you're at emotionally that when you're aware of it, you're not afraid to speak it, you know. So I've caught myself in personal conversations or in business conversations where I felt like I've had to say, like, you know, here's how I'm feeling right now. I'm feeling like da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So you can start to sort through it and you can kind of diffuse it and not give it energy. So really this is almost like the one-two punch of awareness and then being willing back to what you originally said of knowing yourself And then the third thing that you said, which is like the connection and the engagement and the having the intimacy. I mean, really, that's kind of the formula you're giving right now, I think. Any other additional comments on that? That's it. That's it. If you live your life that way and you can move into the pain, it begins to shift your point of attraction. It begins to shift how people perceive you. So that's how people like change their reputation in an instant is like people just wake up from this kind of like dreamlike state of like, everything's great. I'm so successful. Yay. My life is the best to like. Here's what the the truth is. And then you just wake everyone up. And then there'll be people who just like, you know, I I can't take this. And there'll be people who like, I love you. I love you. I love you. I need more of you. So that's like the activating power of truth. But that's exactly what I love that you do that. I'm trying to fit the pieces together of how this works for me and how I do this train your brain wise, because I wouldn't probably say move into the pain. I would probably say be aware of the pain. And don't be afraid of the pain or allow it to go through and speak your truth and that it's your own perception of the situation. But it feels to me like really what you're talking about is you're talking about authenticity rather than pretending that something's not there, owning that it's there and being willing to speak it and and knowing that the outcome on the other side is what you're really looking for, which is that feeling of relief. 
It's so fun for me because I think, Anna, what happens, and this happens to a lot of people in the Mind Aware community, is that we're all grappling with these same things, but we're all speaking to people in a different way. That is how you find your tribe. Like the way you're speaking about things, it's about relief. It's about relief. It's about getting rid of that pain, not trapping that pain, not being afraid of that pain and letting that pain move through. But you're speaking about it in a way that you're going to attract the tribe that is right for you and right for that message and that you can help. Those people, they don't even hear me. Right, And so that's why we need so many people doing this in so many different ways. Like, it's really exciting to think about this in this way. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Pain is powerful. Pain is powerful. It's the thing that connects all of us. And actually in pain, I know a lot of us think that, oh, pain is so bad. But within pain, there's like compassion. Within pain, there's actually love. And so when we can't see someone in pain and not feel compassion for them, right? And not open up to them, not feel connected to them. So pain is actually like a beautiful, just another beautiful experience. Yeah. Yeah. Abraham Hicks talks about it like contrast. And I mean, for me, that's how I see it now. I don't, things don't really upset me all that much anymore. You know, I have my off days too, but for the most part, something bad happens or something that's really, I know that that's my growth. You know, we don't have growth when we're just happy, 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 happy all the time. There's no, then we go like from, you know, nine to 10, nine to 10, nine to 10, you know, but when you have those bad moments, that's when you really launch that rocket of desire that says like, ah, I want, I want growth. I want this to be different. And so it doesn't have to be this big, scary thing. It can be, I like pain is beautiful. I mean, that's just like, there's, there's your bumper sticker for your, <laughs> yeah, very good. Pain any, is beautiful. any parting comments about any of these topics and how we can use this for our business? Because I think I don't want to leave people with the idea like, okay, go out there and feel pain and then your business is going to grow. How can we take that so that we can be transformed to our benefit? Yeah, there's a strong correlation I found having done like three international startups. There's a strong correlation between your emotional up and downs and your business up and downs. And this is beyond just business cycles. And so I really encourage everyone to really look at that. So when there's like a dip in your business, go back and look at your emotional state because probably comparison was there. There's probably some sort of fear or something holding you back or sabotaging you. And look at that and just really plan for it, right? So really plan to use some of these techniques that we talked about today. Even the, the just like the self-soothing, that can actually like absolutely just like scale your business in a way because you're having these and you're not going like all the way down emotionally you're kind of just you know little dips here and there which is healthy and so like really be able to understand that your emotional stability your the strength of your emotional state really impacts your business as well as everything else in your life so i definitely encourage you to to look at that and see ways that you can help yourself be more emotionally balanced I love that. I love that. Anna Sweet, everybody. Thank you so much for being here, Anna. I just ooh, I just adore you. It's so fun. It's always stimulating. It's so good. Remember, you can check her out at AnnaSui.com, A-N-N-A-T-S-U-I.com. She helps intuitive business owners, so go check her out. I want to really drive home that closing point because what we were talking about is not having an emotional vocabulary, not having awareness.
happiness or acceptance of ourselves, not having that driving force. And if we can start to get more and more into that, start feeling more fully, start being more aware of where we're at and how we're feeling, start processing things as they happen in the moment and start letting them flow. And part of that starts with identifying that it's really happening. If you're comparing or you're feeling in pain or you're having a hit, some kind of energetic or emotional hit, it doesn't serve us to deny it. What serves us is to process it, allow it, and move through the other side. Because when you start to pay attention to it, what you're going to see is that the way you're feeling does affect your outcomes. And when you can start making that connection, when you can start looking at, here are the results I'm getting, and here's the emotional state that I was in, now you can really start to see that you have complete control over your emotional mastery and then over your results. So where do you start? Start with that pause. Start with just getting quiet and relaxing and stepping back a little bit. Don't be afraid of that silence. In fact, embrace that silence. And if it feels a little crazy at first, it's okay. Just allow it to come and allow it to flow and own it and name it and become the good namer. When you become that person in your relationship and in your business and with your clients where you can identify that you're having a feeling or a thought and then process it and speak it like that, That is your power. You become the person that people are attracted to because you are so present. You are so present in that moment, and that is your attractor factor, and that's how you grow a business more quickly. And all it is is a little practice. You know, step back as much as you can to kind of really take some time with yourself and get to know yourself and get to accept yourself and get to love yourself. Because the more you realize how awesome you are, the more you truly see all the awesomeness in everybody around you. That is when you become the emotional master. You feel good. You know how to handle anything that's coming your way. And you know how to move forward and move through it. All right, guys, remember, we're going to take a little hiatus here, but we're going to see you very soon again on The Mind Aware. Uh, I don't know if this is the right analogy, but it's like, kind of like being drunk and like you got to get into your house. You know, like, okay, just walk <laughs> up the walkway, you know, one foot in front of the other. And... Holy free holies, right? Oh, they'll get my smile later. Later they'll think that that crazy lady was smiling. <laughs> <laughs> You're oh, doing yeah. the dishes and he's playing the banjo. We're talking fresh from your juicer. Each day is a new life we can create. I'm not looking at your smartphone or thinking about your next meeting, but just listening to people. If you're aware that we own a monkey. Because we're all about joy here at the Mind Aware, right?